Hello, 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 and you are all very welcome to the Can Projects. I'm your co-host Shane McKay, and I'm your other co-host Christopher Sneed. How's it going? How are you doing, Chris? Ah, not too bad yourself. Okay, not great. Okay, though, we bit tired, we bit sore, but it's uh it's not really anything new. So, so, so quickly before we get into it, Chris, I think I'd just like to let the audience know that. We've just launched our audio podcast over there on Spreaker.com. If you just Google Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com, and you'll find us on there by searching Can Projects Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can fire us an email over to canprojects.info at gmail.com. That's C-A-N-P-R-O-J. E-C-T-S dot info, I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Camprojects.info at gmail.com. And everybody is very welcome to get in touch with us if they've got ideas, suggestions, comments, anything like that. You're all very, very welcome. And today we're going to have a bit of poetry. Hmm, just a little bit, because I'm a big fan of poetry. Yeah, me too. We're going to have more poetry coming up too as well. We've got some guests coming in with poetry, so... Oh, yeah. So this is just a warm-up more so. A warm-up, an introduction, would we call it that? Yeah. And there'll be more nonsense as well later. Uh, more from ah, the yeah. book of nonsense. I've got one or two nonsense poems here as well. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about another Chris, aren't we? Uh... Well, the Christy. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about Christy Brown, who is kind of world famous at this stage because of uh, the Daniel Day-Lewis film, which was 1954, called My Left Foot, and was based on the book that Christy Brown wrote himself. Let me just have a look at my notes here. Sorry, it was 1954 he wrote the book. It was 1989 that the film was made. The reason it's called My Left Foot is that Christy Brown suffered with very, very bad cerebral, pa- cerebral palsy and actually only had full control over one foot, which wasn't it's- the right foot. well it was wasn't it because it's the one that worked so well yeah as well as left is the right at this stage (laughs) (laughs) i look at him as an artist first like some of his art is fantastic he did he did a fair few um self-portraits as well he did sceneries he did people should go and look at his art it's well worth looking at. Did you find anywhere where we we can find that, Chris? We haven't got it yet, have we? Um, we didn't work I think there's some in, I think there's some in the National Gallery and things like that. I think there oh. was from the Chester Beatty Library. Didn't you say tourist shops is another place you seem to be able yeah, to? Yeah, they do actually seem to have a lot of his, his stuff in tourist shops. I'd imagine Easton's them. probably stock it as well. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And if not, they can order them. For anybody who's not in Ireland or doesn't know what Easton's is, that's a um, hmm. well-known book and stationery shop in Ireland on O'Connell Street. And yeah. all over the few, there's a few of them around, isn't there, Chris? Oh, there in is. Dublin, uh, the one in Galway, Cork. Cork has everything, so... Uh, yeah. Sure, that's the second <laughs> capital, sure. <laughs> uh, depends who you, who you ask, though, isn't it? Yeah, if you ask anyone in Cork, it's the first capital. <laughs> Yeah, and um, he was a writer. He has a few novels, multiple books of poetry. There was a and, film uh, made about him as well. That's yeah, what Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day yeah. And he was from one of the big traditional Irish families. He had uh, 22 siblings at one stage. Wow. Yeah, 
the, the doctors of the time wanted to commit him to a care facility, which at the time were not very caring, although they were facilities. And his family refused and kind of brought him home, which was they actually did get a lot of flack from that for that at the time. Like, you know, again, we talk about stigma a lot on here. And uh, you want to you think stigma these days is bad. Back then was different, different ball game. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different system nowadays. Yeah, thankfully. Like people, people were shocked to see Christy Brown moving around like in society. You know? Yeah, it was a very much like, oh, we don't want to see that kind of attitude yeah it's a real shame and 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 he and he's the proof of that that yeah you know there's been things in history where like people like christy brown wouldn't have lasted long like let's just put it that way no no um like he, he lived to a fairly old age actually he had a bit of a drink problem though didn't you chris oh yeah but i mean he was and when fun, i say he was, a bit of a drink problem it was he was a heavy yeah. alcoholic like he was a heavy he was a heavy alcoholic but then again, I mean, he had a fairly hard life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he lived to be 49 years old, which at the time was kind of an acceptable age, like, especially for someone with the health conditions he had. Yeah. I mean, someone would say Down syndrome living to the age of 30 was kind of phenomenal at that stage as a life expectancy, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, they didn't have full understanding of the implications and how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. So will we move on to slightly more... Uh, Interesting topics like um, the poetry. Yes, please, you know? Chris. Yeah, I'd love to hear this now. Now, this is a very short one, okay? I don't even know the title of it. It's just, it's, it's like I literally have a picture of in, in his own handwriting. Wow. Yeah, this is one of the unpublished ones as far as I'm aware. So here we go. <clears throat> it sometimes comes into my head if we will dream when we are dead. But otherwise would be cruel, it seems, for what are we without our dreams? That's a pretty good one, isn't it? It's pretty deep. Mm. For being, like, it's essentially like haiku, really. What's a haiku, Chris? A haiku is a a highly stylized Japanese poem. Um, No, it's not in the same rhyming scheme, but, like, it's got some similarities in the way it's kind of rolls out, doesn't it? Um, Mm. in In a haiku... It's like five syllables, seven syllables. I'd have to, I'd have to look that one up there okay, okay. for the exact rhyming scheme. But they're very short poems to get a point across really quickly. Right. The Irish equivalent would be the limerick, you know? <laughs> now, this one is called Autumnal. Autumnal, sorry. Autumnal, is that it? Mm, not the way it's spelled here. What? It's spelled A-U-T-U-M-M-A-L. Autumnal. Autumnal. What's that mean? Autumn. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Like autumn. Okay, got you. Now, the mellow grass sings in the forest at the graying end of the day. A song of sleep and soul peace and far and dear wild earth, memories as flowers creep to the light, buried in golden debt, of leaves faintly falling down the bright mazed air in strange other music of muted strings dry grass beneath a slumbering tree where yesterday's lovers lay mist covering up the hedge feels a flame in the arson of sunset and the drooping days away and swirl to rest in dew and dust and thistle down 
by dark running streams and morning leaves fall faintly to hush in golden debt and all desire. And that's from September 1962. Wow. And Christy Brown. So vivid. So vivid and such kind of deep feeling in them. Yeah, very deep. Yeah. And that's obviously that, that very one, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Like, um, even even just his top processes are really like highly intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, highly, highly. He must have done a lot of reading then as well. Like, oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the classics like, and the, all the classic poetry and stuff. You can hear. Mm. You can hear fl- inflections of, of of different of, stuff of kind of yeah. Mm. The the old the old Irish greats like um, mm. the way it rolls. You know. Um, but like his po- like his paintings are so vivid as well. Really? Like, oh yeah. Um, like ridiculously vivid and it's so expressive. Like, well, th- that's something we're gonna try and come back to. We're we're trying to work out how 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 would we be able to share that? It might just be through a link, but we'll we'll try and we'll try and get that for yeah. you guys. Yeah, we'll try and get some images of it because um, it's just amazing. It take your breath away, like you know. Mm-hmm. Now, will we move on to someone else who's a little bit less uh, serious? Okay, who is it? It's Enda Murray. This is a book I bought for like 50 cents like a long number of years ago. Like the 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 um so so long ago that the um the staples actually rusted away and had to be replaced. <laughs> and it's a self-published book. Right? Ah sure, it can only get better. <laughs> it was during the recession I bought this actually. That was a good number of years ago. Wow. And it's over 40 poems in a over 40 poems in all, mostly funny. Oh, great. By Enda, by Enda Murray. Now, I have to do a quick read, make sure that because some of them do have some naughty, naughty words in them. Okay, well, you can censor that on the fly, Chris, could you please? Because we, we, yeah. we are live right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm... You I'm can doing put a little, a little bark in or a or quack or whatever it takes your fancy. Okay. Or you can turn into a, a, a rubbish machine uh, in reverse, if you like. Ah, <laughs> uh, just five more minutes. All right, by 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 Enda Murray. Woke up this morning, looked right out. The rain was lashing. I wanted to shout. I didn't though. I looked at my bed, laughed to myself a little, and said, "Sure, another hour to sleep. Let's say maybe when I'll wake, it'll be a sunny day." It's early. Sh- it's early. Sure. So what the hell? The next time I wake, all will be well, and it was. Up I rose, one hour later, feeling more relaxed and greater. The clouds had passed away before, the sky was blue and head wasn't sore. So if you can change your way, do it almost every single day. Why just settle for daily routine? Live a little, you know what I mean. That's great, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Murray, I don't know if I've come across any of that before. He's not very famous at all. where, Where is he from then? Do you know much about about him? Or? Um, he's from Kilkenny, as far as I can remember. Okay. He was and born in Longford, now residing in North County Sligo. When was that? Any publishing date on that, Chris? Uh, do, 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 do. Let me see. Uh, 2009. Oh, it's quite recent. It does sound fairly modern, actually, the language in it is fairly yeah, modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have, I have, I have contact details for him as well. Here. You do, yeah. Oh, it, it has his email address. It's 
end no, of no, 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 no. Don't give out anyone else's email address. Sorry, sorry, guys. All right. No, I, I think, I think, I think he's fairly free about it though. Anyway. No, yeah, but I yeah. know, but yeah. Sorry, guys. No, it's, it's actually in his book. Has if you want to find it, you'll find it. Just we can't. Yeah, you will without without permission. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, here's another good one. Blind dates. Ah, uh, what a pity he w- just wasn't right. The look he had, it gave her a fright. From afar, she came for him to see. Alas, sadly, it just wasn't meant to be. He was short and skinny and small, and she'd hoped he'd be handsome and tall. But everyone else is there for you. Keep on trying, and you'll find it too. Don't despair. It'll open a gate. Try again. Another blind date. Hope it's better next time you seek. He won't be scrawny, short, or weak. And remember, if it's not meant to be, you can always come running to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's a great book if you can find it. What's the name of it again, Chris? uh, Sure, it can only get better. And it has a picture of a leprechaun in a pot of gold and another leprechaun with his trousers around his ankles and pointing his posterior. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. I I doubt you'll find it in Jubilee books. Now, I'll do one more poem from Pat Inglesby. He's actually someone I quite like. He used to be on Irish TV. Oh, Pat the Hat. Yeah, Yeah, Pat Inglesby. I have a few of his poetry books. This one is called Hitting Cows with a Banjo. Hitting? Yeah, I've got Hitting Cows with oh. a Banjo. <laughs> Excuse me, one sec. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Excuse me. Now, some of his stuff is actually a little bit on the darker side. Okay. Some of it's very funny. A lot of it has some heavy swearing, but this one I think is quite safe. It's called Going Up. A sharp, angular, bony little lady was reading a book on the bus. All the way into town, fierce concentration, and a tight mouth. It was called Give Yourself a Spiritual Lift Every Day. She didn't look the slightest bit more lifted when we got there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, they're still doing it. Sorry, they're doing it still. The woman took out her handkerchief and and put spit on it. And rubbed the little boy's chin. I shivered. I remember feeling it. And I remember the smell. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's pretty you random, know? isn't it? It's a remembrance of, like, you remember when your ma used to spit on a tissue and wipe the dirt off your face? Yeah. And how kind of disgusting that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, Pat, Pat, yeah, he was, um, he was on kids' TV when we were growing up, Chris, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Pat's hat. Yeah. And um, was was Forty Coats part of that as well? Forty Coats and Fifty Pockets. Mm, oh, you have me there now. I don't know. Okay, I've got to read this one, but this one's going to be super heavily edited, okay? You mean in real time, yeah? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pluck you, your dog, and the white upon my shoe. There you go. <laughs> That's, it. <laughs> That's it. It's a pedestrian's prayer. <laughs> I thought before you had to give you the name after the poem. <laughs> uh, brilliant. I did a good job of editing that. You did, yeah. But Pat Anglesby, 
if you see him out on the street selling his books, buy one. They're quite cheap, and you'll get a bit of a laugh, you know? Yeah, he's a, so, bit, of a bit of a legend, really, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. Apparently, he teaches pigeons how to read. Just always has that little sign somewhere on his stall. Free pigeon, free le- free reading lessons for pigeons. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you 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 want to get a bit of nonsense as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Back to the book of nonsense. We we, we yeah. covered this. It's uh, you'll find it. Um, it's already up on our. Ah, there's a live stream up of it on this on this channel on on the black channel, the podcast channel, and there's also segmented versions with better. Uh, audio and visual quality quality on our white channel um, which you'll find a link to on the homepage of this channel mm. but it will also be going up on Spreaker soon so yeah we were talking about this so today I'm going to give you t- two Chris if that's okay yeah we'll take two yeah um, these, are, these are uh, from the third part of the book so they're like lo- long long limerick stories mm. Um, and this was one of, one of my favourites. Um, and actually, Chris, I know you know this. And my dad, I remember, used to love this. He used to have great mm. crack reading this to me because it's just so out there. You ready? Yeah, I think. <laughs> this is called The Pobble Who Had No Toes. The Pobble Who Has No Toes had once as many as we. When they said, someday you may lose them all, he replied, Bish diddle dee. And his aunt, Jobziska, made him drink lavender water tinged with pink. For she said, the world is in general knows there is nothing so good for a pobble's toes. The pobble who has no toes swam across the Bristol Channel. But before he sat out, he wrapped his nose in a piece of scarlet flannel. For his aunt, Jobziska, said, no harm can come to his toes if his nose is warm. And it's perfectly known that a pobble's toes are safe, provided he minds his nose. (laughs) The pobble swam fast and well, and when boats or ships came near him, he tinkled, blinkled, winkled a bell so that all the world could hear him. And all the sailors and admirals cried when they saw him nearing the further side. He has gone to fish for his and Jobiska's runcipical cat with crimson whiskers. But before he touched the shore, the shore of Bristol Channel, a green porpoise carried away his wrapper of scarlet flannel. And when he came to observe his feet, formerly garnished with toes so neat, his face at once became forlorn, and perceiving that all his toes were gone. And nobody ever knew from that dark day to the present Whoso had taken the pobble's toes in a manner so far from pleasant, whether the shrimps or crawfish grey or crafty mermaids stole them away, nobody knew and nobody knows how the pobble was robbed of his twice five toes. (laughs) The pobble who has no toes was placed in a friendly bark and they rowed him back and carried him up to his Aunt Jobiska's park and she made him a feast at his earnest wish of eggs and buttercup fried with fish and she said it's a fact the whole world knows that pobbles are happier without their toes 
Oh yeah, that's probably we've had no toes. What do you think of that, Chris? That was pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, my dad used to get in. He used to kind of deliver it in a different way. He was like, the probably who had no toes. <laughs> used to get a great laugh out of it. It's absolute nonsense. As I said, it is called The Book of Nonsense or yeah. A Book of Nonsense by Edgar Lear. And it was published in 1846. Well, we it. need a bit of nonsense in our lives. Absolutely. Now, this is another, would be another fairly... Uh, like kind of a well-known, a well-known one. And do you know what I came across, Chris? Well, there's sheet music for this one. This is actually a song. I'm going to read it, though. Wow. So that's a project. Read... What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's a project, guys. So watch out for that. That's coming up. And it's called Diongi Bongi Bo. I'll see if I don't mess this up. It's kind of, I think this might be another tongue twister. But this is called mm. The Courtship of the Yongi Bongi Bo. On the coast of the Coromandel, where the early pumpkins blow, in the middle of the woods lived the Yongi Bongi Bo. Two old chairs and half a candle, one old jug without a handle. These were all the worldly goods in the middle of the woods. These were all the worldly goods of the Yongi Yongi Bo, of the Yongi Bongi Bo. Once among the bong trees walking, where the early pumpkins blow, to a little heap of stones came the Yongi Bongi Bo. There he had a lady talking to some milk-white hens of Dorking. Tis the lady Jingle Jones on that little heap of stones. Sits the lady Jingle Jones, said the Yongi Bongi Bo. Said the Yongi Bongi Bo. <laughs> lady Jingle, Lady Jingle, sitting where the pumpkins blow. Will you come and be my wife, said the Yongi Bongi Bo. I'm tired of living singingly on this coast so wild and shiningly. I'm aweary of my life if you'll come and be my wife. Quite serene would my life be, said the Yongi Bongi Bo, said the Yongi Bongi Bo. On this coast of Coromandel, shrimps and watercresses grow. Prawns are plentiful and cheap, said the Yongi Bongi Bo. You shall have my chairs and candle and my jug without a handle. Gaze upon the rolling deep. Fish is plentiful and cheap. As the ship my love is deep, said the Yongi Bongi Bo, said the Yongi Bongi Bo. Lady Jingle answered sadly and her tears began to flow. Your proposal comes too late, Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. I would be your wife most great gladly. Here she twirled her fingers madly. But in England I've a mate. Yes, you've asked far too late for an England I've a mate. Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. Mr. Jones, he, his, his name is Handel. Handel Jones, Esquire and Co. Dorking Fells delighted to send Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. Keep, oh, keep your chairs and candle and your jug without a handle. I can merely be your friend. Should my Jones more dorking said, sa send, I'll give you three, my friend, Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo, Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. Though you've such a tiny body and your head so large does grow, though your hat may blow away, Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo, though you're such a ho hoodie, hoodie doddy, yet I wish that I could muddy, why? 
The words I need must say, will you please to go away? That is all I have to say, Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. Mr. Yongi Bongi Bo. Down the slippery shoes of myrtle, where the early pumpkins blow, to the calm of silent sea fled the Yongi Yongi Bo. There beyond the bay of Gortle lay a large and lively turtle. You're the cove, he said for me. On your back beyond the sea, turtle, you shall carry me, said the Yongi Bongi Bo. Said Diongi Bongi Bo. It's a little bit more. There's, there's a picture of Diongi Bongi Bo on the back of a turtle. What? Oh man, that looks mental. Through the silent, roaring ocean did the turtle swiftly go. Holding fast upon his shell, rode Diongi Bongi Bo. With a sad, primeval motion towards the sun set isles of Bozen, sit the turtle bore bore him well holding fast upon his shell lady jingle jones farewell sang the yongi bongi bow sang the yongi bongi bow from the coast of coromandel did the lady never go on that heap of stones she mourns for the yongi bongi bow on the coast of coromandel in his jug without a handle still she weeps and daily moans on that little heap of stones to her darking hen she moans for the Yongi Bongi Bo for the Yongi Bongi <laughs> I'd say I'd say that was a hard one now. <laughs> that was a bit, a bit of a twister, all right. Yeah. I love it though. We're gonna come back to that, I think. Um, you'll have yeah. to do a few readings from that, Chris. We get you a copy or I can probably send you No, I'm gonna so, go, I'm gonna buy my own copy. It'll yeah. go into my collection. Yeah, it's worth to have. You're familiar I, with I, those two, though, aren't you? Yeah. I had I had that book at some stage. It must have disappeared during a move or something, or I lent it to someone or like I, I know there's like at least fifty DVDs that I own yeah. that are spread out around the country among people who like have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Chris, yeah. anything else we've done we we want to mention to our lovely audience before we say goodbye? Oh, I suppose if you want to uh, message us or anything, if you've got any links, yeah. ideas, comments, you can poetry. <laughs> if you want to help, we need help, guys. Yeah. Okay. We need some help, okay? Um mm. you can contact us at can projects.info at gmail.com and keep an eye out guys our new podcast we just launched that yesterday on Spreaker.com that's the news for now and I'm going to line up okay guys thanks so much for tuning in that was enjoyable and we'll see you soon keep well